Hello and welcome to the Smart Set Show. This show is all about helping you set smart strategies, systems, and revenue streams so you can finally get out of the habit of trading hours for dollars and create the business you dream of. My name is Esme, I am a business coach and digital strategist, and I am dedicated to helping entrepreneurs create freedom in their business so they have more time for what it is they truly love in life. If you are ready to stop playing small and up-level your business, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Smart Set Show. Today's episode is for anybody who works with clients. So if you're a coach, if you're a web designer, if you're a graphic designer, if you help people organize their houses, this episode is for you. So if you've been in business for a prolonged period of time and you've been working specifically with clients, I bet you have clients you love and clients you're probably not terribly happy with. And I bet you know already what clients I'm talking about. The ones who want you to answer email at three in the morning and get mad when you don't. The clients who are never happy with what you're doing for them, even though you are going above and beyond. The clients who want your world to revolve around them and their life. And they don't understand that you have other things going on. It may seem like these clients are everywhere and they're the only ones you'll ever get. And it can be so frustrating that you catch yourself wondering why on earth you're in business to begin with if what you're basically dealing with is an angry boss all the time. The fact of the matter is clients who are unhappy are often unhappy because of something that you have or have not done. And I know this is not what you wanted to hear, but bear with me because I'm going to give you a couple things that you can do to fix that. While that's not always the case, there are some clients who are just going to be unhappy no matter what you do, but in my experience, client happiness is directly tied to how well I do my job as a coach. My ability to get client results is unmatched, but clearly communicating my value and the transformation clients will get has taken years of practice. So as a result, I've ended up over the years with clients who were not happy with me at all because I was not living up to the expectations that I put out there. The better I got at articulating value and transformation that I can provide, the happier my clients became. They no longer had surprising expectations. It is not magic. It is not some woo-woo thing that I was doing is simply the fact that I was no longer attracting clients who were expecting one thing but then getting something else from me. Now, when people come to work with me, they know exactly what they're going to get. So I invite you to learn from my mistakes and implement these following three things in your business so clients, even the most difficult ones, will love you. Number one, have boundaries. Boundaries are the most important element to any business that will not burn you out. Clearly defined boundaries allow you to show up when you need to show up, have downtime when you need downtime. I have boundaries on when I show up, when I work, when I don't work, when and how I can be reached, the sharing of information, excuses, complaints, you name it. But even as essential as boundaries are, they're one of the things many service providers don't have or don't enforce. As a general rule, those of us who want to be of service tend to bend over backwards to accommodate clients because we feel like that's the job we signed on for. We feel like it's part of the job to answer that email when we should be sleeping, or answer the phone during dinner, or to let clients miss payments because, oh, they've got some other things going on and they'll get to me when they get to me. 
behaving like this does not serve you and it does not serve your clients. It makes you look unprofessional and you will eventually grow resentful because you feel taken advantage of. But the fact of the matter is you are the reason you have been taken advantage of. You are too nice for your own good. So sit down with a pen and paper or Evernote if you prefer digital paper and write out your ideal boundaries. If you could work in any particular way, if you could show up in a particular way, what would that be? What does your ideal day look like? What does your ideal day of client work look like? Once you have your boundaries in place, then you have to email your clients and let them know about your new boundaries. You may not want to say, these are my boundaries, but instead something like, in order to serve you in the highest capacity possible, I am restructuring the systems in my business. Going forward, you can expect da 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 whatever it is that you have decided to enforce in your business. As a business owner, it is okay to have your business set up in a way that serves you instead of only serving your clients. Number two is to have a welcome packet. This may seem like unnecessary paperwork, but they're important so your clients know what to expect. They need to know what you're going to deliver, what they're going to get, and they also get a jump start on working with you. Think of your welcome packet as the resource guide that each client can reference back to. A good welcome packet should include welcome letter, contact hours, schedule of calls if you're doing calls, frequently asked questions, payment terms, refund policy, business goals, worksheet, and contact information for you and your team. Each client's welcome packet should be customized for them, but I suggest what you do is make a template and then keep reusing it, customizing only what is necessary for each client. The things that will remain the same for each client, refund policy, payment terms, frequently asked questions, contact hours, and contact information. The things that you need to customize for each client is the welcome letter, the schedule of calls, and the business goals worksheet. So what I suggest you do is make a Google Drive folder for each client, and there you can have their welcome packet and any other correspondence that's needed. So pro tip for you here, make a master Google Drive folder for all of your client templates, And then whenever you have a new client come on board, make a copy of that master folder and then simply customize the files in that folder. This is going to save you a lot of time. And tip number three is to rewrite your sales page. So if you've ever bought anything online and then you got it and you realized this is not what the hell I thought it was going to be, me too. And it's almost always because of the sales page. So a sales page has two jobs. Number one, to persuade the right customer to make a purchase. And number two, to manage client expectations. If you bought a product that wasn't what you expected, it's probably because the sales page did a really good job of persuading you to take action and purchase, but did a poor job of managing the expectations of the product. It's not necessarily intentional, although sometimes it is, and I really hate when people are scammy and do that kind of crap, but... Normally, it's because of the sales page training or a book they read that is focusing on old school persuasion methods to make a sale. We want to make a sale, but only to the right customer. When someone buys from us and they're not a good fit, things are not pleasant. The customer is unhappy. We get unhappy. It's a really, really bad situation. So I do want your sales pages to be persuasive, but I also want your sales pages to set the expectation of what the ideal client can expect or even what the non-ideal client can expect so they don't make the purchase. What I want you to do 
is write out a list of everything that your offer has to offer, all of the features, the benefits, and then go over your sales page. Ask yourself, does my sales page reflect the features and benefits? Is it clear who I am serving and who I am not serving? Does my sales page give a realistic expectation of what I deliver or am I exaggerating? If you're having a hard time being objective, ask a friend to read your sales page and tell you what they think you're offering. A large element of making clients love you is simply managing their expectations before they hire you. If you promise one thing, but deliver another, it's easy for the client to become difficult, irritable, and to feel misled and taken advantage of. So avoid that unpleasantness before it even happens by ensuring your sales page is representative of what you have to offer. Take some time and work on these three areas and notice how your relationship with clients evolve. They're going to be the right clients. You're going to have client boundaries in place so you're not driving yourself and your family insane and you're going to be able to show up better in your business because you're not showing up every day feeling like, oh, why the hell am I on this call? I hate talking to this person. You are going to have a much better experience. You're going to be better at your job simply by managing your client expectations. As always, I would love to hear from you. Send me a tweet, leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. Let me know what things you're going to be implementing in your business and what things you expect are going to have a bigger impact on the way you deal with clients and the way clients love you. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. And until then, make sure you are working smarter and not harder.